0: And welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host Justin McElroy.
1: I'm Sydney McElroy.
0: I'm Sid. I'm excited today because this time we're not dealing with the 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 medical past.
1: No, that's true. We're we're dealing kind of with the future.
0: The medical future. Come yeah, with us. Get on true. our hoverboard and travel with us to the distant future of now
1: i think though i was trying to as you proposed this topic for the show yes and i was a little concerned that it doesn't fit into what we do and then i started thinking people ask us a lot what kind of things do you think we'll look back on in like a hundred years and Mm say oh my gosh what were we thinking And I think that this particular branch of medical science is so new that some of the things, as we'll talk about, some of the things, the applications that are being sold to the general public are maybe a little bit of snake oil, a little bit of modern day snake oil. So I actually think this is like a a Sawbones episode of the future we're going to go ahead and do now.
0: We've done this, that idea before, uh, this idea that like we might... uh... The, the things that we might look back on and you're think, and and sort of you're thinking this might mm-hmm. be one of
1: them oh i don't think i mean i let's just get into it and i'll i'll explain what i mean there are aspects of it yes yes
0: perfect all right i'm ready
1: so we're going to talk about genetic testing like okay. dna testing specifically of the commercial variety right and i think this was mainly your idea honey because you wanted to do it right
0: it's not that i wanted to do it i mean i i i feel pretty confident just going to be some different kinds of white people it's just going to be a blend of different that's what i assume it's (laughs) just going to be various shades of white people that's
1: why i've never i had never been particularly interested in in doing one of these home dna things because i figured that's what it was and i i know that for some people tracing their family tree and their ancestry is very interesting. It just has never been a particular interest of mine. I mean, I'm here now and I'm good with that. And that's, I don't know, that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you wanted to do it. And so I was willing to go along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, so w- we will get to our results, which we have not looked at.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I ha yeah. Uh, and, and I, like I said i I do not expect any surprises. Mm-mm. I think if you look at some of the places where there are are traditionally a lot of white people, it's probably gonna be That's probably where we come a from a blend of those mm-hmm. just different kinds of of them and different percentages for sure but um I'm not expecting any big surprises uh, should we make I can make predictions sure my last name is McElroy, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking probably some Scotch and Irish in there as well. And I would assume.
1: I would assume that too. I, I'm assuming that just from where we live in Appalachia, there's a lot of of Scotch and Irish migration to this area. Mm-hmm. Like not now, but mm-hmm. in the past. So I'm assuming I've got some of that, uh, probably some of the UK in general. And then, but then the other part, I don't know my maiden name Smurl. I have no idea where that comes from.
0: Yeah. No clue. You can Google it. And not find a lot of information mm-hmm. about the Smurl surname.
1: No, in so industry. I I really don't again, I I'm not expecting anything particularly shocking, but I don't I don't know that part of my heritage at all and my dad doesn't either. So Well there you go. That's no help. <laughs> uh, now you can use a lot of different kits if you want to do this, and after this episode you may actually not want to after some of the things I'm gonna tell you. Okay. Um we'll be your sacrificial lambs uh but you wouldn't be alone it's over something like over 12 million people wow. ha- have used these kinds of products things like uh, the one we used was ancestry.com is that what it's called yeah
0: i think ancestry dna might ancestry be the name DNA. of the, of the prod- product
1: it's it's related to the website where you can trace your family tree like you can put it all together somehow um there's also ones like 23 and me. a lot of people oh, that's very popular um, Helix is uh, actually one in conjunction with National Geographic mm. that you can use, and then there are a lot of other smaller ones that we'll get into that are that are kind of niche products. Okay. Okay. Now, how do how do these work? That's the first question. If you wanted to do a home DNA test, what are what are they doing? Well, practically on your end, it's not very complicated. It is a little gross, though. It's it is very gross. They send you a kit. And they will... It either works one of two ways. They'll either give you a swab in like a test tube and have you swab the inside of your cheek, put it back in and send it back to the company. Or in our case, disgustingly, you have to spit into a little test tube Mm -hmm. and fill it with a certain amount of spit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was grody.
1: It was very disgusting. And they also... they, They specifically note... It has to be spit up to this line, and you do not count the bubbles. Don't count
0: the bubbles, folks. Just that pure good spit. Oh, I, I think for you, isn't it? It's the the only
1: thing that is the only thing for me. The only thing that grosses me out is spit. And I had to fill this tube of spit and then hand it to you. Gosh, it was so gross. Anyway, so uh, as far as it took us a long
0: time to do it because you have to wait for. Speaking for myself, and this is very sad. It took us a long time to do it because you have to wait thirty minutes. Uh, after eating or drinking, and I upsettingly found that I was very rarely in that window. <laughs> hey, it's been 30 minutes since I've eaten or drunk anything. You just drink a lot of water. What? You drink a lot of water. That's true. we very
1: well hydrated people. I try to hydrated. Uh, hydrated. So, so that's all you do on your end. You order the kit, you spit in a tube or swab your cheek, you put it in the box and you mail it back. And then you wait and you get results in your email, at least in our case, that tell you whatever you were seeking to find out. Now, what are they doing on their end? Well each of these companies, and this is generally speaking because their exact methods are, are proprietary. So you're not gonna find like a complete description of every little, um, you know, kind of lab mm-hmm. thing that they're doing. I can talk in general terms about how you sequence DNA. I don't know that everybody wants to know that. But suffice to say that they have databases. They already own databases of genetic code. Um, each of these different companies and each company owns a different database okay. because they had to buy it right right and they're forming it because they're using yours You're helping them build their database and that's important for them because as I'll discuss the more people who are using their product Tomorrow. The better their product becomes yeah, well that makes sense so it's
0: capitalism at its best
1: well, Yeah, sort of
0: <laughs> It makes the results more robust though, from a there scientific perspective. I'm not just getting information. I'm helping I'm a a helper.
1: Uh, Well, you're helping them make, I mean, if you're helping
0: them help other people, that's right, Sydney. Yes. Maybe.
1: So the way that
0: corporations,
1: these companies have the ability, certainly, to sequence DNA, which would mean actually, you know, we've been sequencing, we've already sequenced the entire human genome. Mm -hmm. You know that, right? Right. The Human Genome Project. Do you know that uh, it finished in 2000? You know that they published yeah. the entire human genome well, pretty much like 90% back in 2000. Um, I thought it was really interesting. I was trying to figure out like why were we interested in uh, in doing that? Do you know why we decided to sequence the human genome? No. Do you know why this started? This was all the way back in 1986. It was actually the 1980s people started talking about how to do it. It was 1986. People got really excited about it to try to figure out how we could protect the genome from the effects of radiation. Hmm. So let's sequence it. And then like the Department of Energy got involved and, and Congress ended up funding it. And...
0: Sequenced it. If you were to tell me in a sentence what that thing you're talking about means. Sequencing how you... DNA. I know, of course, but for the listeners.
1: So you know that DNA, it's the... Do you know what DNA is
0: made up of? Yes, adenine, guanine, th- cytosine, thymine. That was very good. I don't know my steps. The bases, the words, but the letters. The, are that right. was good. Yes, G-ca- I'm G-cats. gonna give it
1: to you. That was good. The bases, the four bases. Uh, sequencing DNA means actually giving you a big long string of those letters.
0: Uh-huh. But what's the in human the right DNA? order?
1: It's what our chromosomes, the DNA, all listed out. What our chromosomes, chromosomes are made up of. Okay. Does that make sense? And there are obviously differences for every single person that makes us different. Right. Those are our genes. So there's tons of DNA. Some of the DNA is just junk. It's just in there. And then some of the DNA codes for specific genes. And those genes make us who we are and how we are and what we are and defines a lot of stuff. Not everything. But a lot of stuff about us. Okay. Okay. So they could all sequence your genome, but that's not what they're going to do because that's very expensive, first Mm -hmm. of all, to sequence your entire genome. And you don't really need that information. The
0: Justin Genome Project, they could call it.
1: (laughs) They could, and they could do that. And you can pay to have that done. You can pay to have your whole genome sequenced. But for the most part, you don't really need that. What you're interested in most of the time is in our case, we were looking at like, where did we probably come from? In terms of our ancestors mm-hmm. or maybe you're looking for health information like okay. disease risk don't care so in in these cases what they're really doing is more like genotyping Okay. so what that means is that they're looking for alleles and these are pairs of genes at certain places on chromosomes and they're looking for which one which type you have okay Um, this is called a single nucleotide polymorphism or an SNP. Okay. And so what they look at are for these certain SNPs and the ones you have, they link to certain regions of the world that have corresponding SNPs. Does that kind of make sense? Yes. I mean. More or less.
0: Yeah. Sid, sure. They're
1: just, I mean, they're looking for DNA that's similar. Okay. They're just looking for similar You have the same differences in your DNA that this population of people tend to have in their DNA. Okay, got it. Okay. Which is why the more people who use it makes the data more robust. Because if you only have one person from this specific region of a country whose DNA you've sequenced. You're guessing. You're guessing. Once you have several thousand people, that's better. Um, But what this also means is your results and how... How accurate they are really depend on who else has taken the test and what they look like mm. and what their DNA is like okay so that that will change, and we'll talk about that 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 could change how accurate your results are. so that's generally speaking, that's how it works. They're sure. looking for these alleles. They're not looking for all of your DNA. This is like between which company you use. It's like 100 to 300 different positions on your genetic code that they're comparing genes.
0: So is it real then? Is it like actually marking like, I mean, is it reliable?
1: In a sense. So it's not hard to look at. uh, I mean, we know how to sequence the entire human genome. So putting something into if we've got a test tube of your DNA Putting a matching marker—that's what you kind of do. You put these little markers that are complementary down into the test tube and see if it binds. Okay. and then you and then you know you have the you have that one. If it, if it doesn't bind anything, you don't have that. If it binds to something, that's the allele you've got. It's pretty easy to do now. We have the technology to do that. Um, so it, for them to say yes, you have these alleles. Yes, these are your genes. Well, yeah, th- that's probably accurate. Yes, the test can be wrong, but generally speaking, they're right. But what does that really tell you about yourself? That's a much more complex question. So first of all, in terms of the ancestry, like I've already said several times, the more users, the more accurate. So there's a lot of variability. For instance, white people of European heritage have the highest numbers of samples of DNA in these databases that they're pulling from. So you are probably, if you are a white person of European heritage, more likely to get more accuracy in your results. Everybody else has a lot less accuracy because the pool of people in, from those areas of the world is smaller mm-hmm. So you're not going to get as precise data. Okay, so so that's one downfall is that if you are not uh, White European descent you it may not be quite as accurate for you.
0: That makes perfect sense
1: um, The other problem with that is that the data is all recent mm. It's all from humans now
0: so if this population sort of shifted in the past, we would have less. Exactly. Which is really what we're talking about, right? I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. about multiple generations ago.
1: Which is why I found one example as I was reading different articles about this, that if you are of African heritage... You may actually find that you would have really high percentages matching you with European DNA, mm-hmm. because the variability between European and some African DNA is actually less than the variability between different um, areas of Africa. Oh wow! D- different, yeah, different genetic, um, like markers from those areas, and because they have less data there. You might find all these higher percentages in European when it's just it's a there's not enough data mm-hmm. from Africa to tell you where you're from. So that one example that they use, but that's and it's not just specific for people of African heritage. Um, they they said a lot of people from um, Central America or South America are not going to get as robust results either. Um, so again, and all the data is is very recent in terms of health. So we didn't do that part. Ours does not define any kind of health risks or disease risks I don't or anything need that. I,
0: honestly, I don't.
1: I don't want that either. And it's um, that is a whole other reason that you might not want to do this, which again, I, I'm going to get into all the risks, but they will, they're only able to tell you based on certain genes you have that may put you at higher risk for some conditions. That's all they can tell you. They don't tell you that you have them. They actually can't diagnose. They don't want to diagnose. They don't want sure, that responsibility. Yeah, they don't want to be in that game. No, that, that would put them at, at such liability. They don't want that. So they actually specifically, there are some things like, for instance, Huntington's disease, it's a genetic test that we can test people for. So
0: they could These say tests could do yeah. that.
1: They, they're they not going to. They're going to tell you your risk based on certain genes that they look for, for things like Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. There are also some other genetic cancers that they look for. But again, they're not always right. And they're just telling you risk. So just because you have those genes doesn't necessarily mean you will get those things. And if you don't have those genes, it doesn't necessarily mean you won't.
0: You could. Oh, wow. So it doesn't really. I mean, it's equivocal. It,
1: yeah. I mean, it, it, it I mean, maybe enough It may you're tell like, you some higher risk.
0: Yeah, right. I should go into see it. I mean, it may prompt you to go get yes. an actual check or the,
1: something. Yeah. There's uh, every, every next step for any of the health related things are going to be to go talk to an sure. expert in this arena. Um, sure. You're not going to be able to take the next steps on your own, generally speaking. Um, when we get into the claims to, and we'll, we'll talk about this, preferences, mm-hmm. there are some genetic tests that, Claim that they can tell you your preferences for certain products based on like, your DNA,
0: like what kind of whipped cream you would prefer. Or that's, uh,
1: that's not the example, but
0: cro- country. I'm withholding it. It's so brand. good.
1: The name of it is so good. But the, but yes, that's the that like food products. Okay, there like are like
0: genetically. You're telling me that I could swab my cheek and they could tell me if I was like a Folgers man or a Senka man.
1: That is. That it's not coffee, but that's what they're claiming. I'm going to get, I don't want to ruin it yet. It's so okay. good. Okay. They can also claim, uh, or th- there are also people who claim that they can predict your abilities, like sports abilities, based on your DNA.
0: I would love to know that, actually. Um, there I companies... have a light that I've hidden under a bush all these years? <laughs> I've un-, un unearthed potential non unearthed potential
1: and there, there are also companies that will try to give you lifestyle advice like based on your dna you should eat like this based on your dna you should exercise like this or whatever and i think this would um this would fall into the range of what we used to call in in uh, any of my science classes we call them swags what's that scientific wild i can't say the word because this is a family show guess um it's an a word honey
0: that doesn't make sci-
1: scientific say it one more time scientific wild but yes
0: oh okay i i get I what
1: get that means know. is it's sort of based in science but then we're just kind of
0: throwing, throwing it
1: out yeah. there and i think a lot of these things would probably fall into that mm-hmm. realm um what is the utility of this why would you do it i mean a lot of people is just curiosity sure you right. just want to know stuff um people like to know things about themselves And a lot of people like to know where they came from. A lot of people like to know what their ancestry is, what their history is. It makes them feel more connected to their family, their heritage, their past. I I don't and I don't think there's anything wrong with that
0: idea. Well, with ancestry, like, you know, I think the idea that like you could have a cousin living down the street, that kind of thing is very the drama of that is very appealing.
1: That's exactly a lot of people are hoping to find family members um obviously this is similar to what we use for paternity testing right so there's some really practical applications mm-hmm. although these tests could unintentionally do paternity testing for you that you weren't prepared for mm-hmm. so that's something to keep in mind um the health information what is the utility of it i would say it's equal parts harmful and helpful yes there is benefit sometimes to knowing your risks for certain genetic diseases but if if I'm telling you that you're at higher risk for Alzheimer's right now, I have no advice to
0: give you after that. So, so how anyway, helpful, tight. <laughs> right. How helpful is that
1: information? So that, you know, that's that's Do- why it's
0: donate a lot to Alzheimer's research now, I guess.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, what are the risks that we've we've already kind of started to talk about it, but some of the risks. So first of all, who has your data? And this is, Justin and I are the canaries in the coal mine. We've already, we, knew we dove was, in. We
0: knew it was dumb, but for the show, for y'all <laughs> and for the show. We did it anyway. Um, and also, I like the idea that it's there somewhere. I'm not saying that they're going to clone <laughs> me now. I'm saying that one of these days they may need me. <laughs> down the long way down the road. I don't know why I'm talking like Chuck Tingle. Uh, but the, one of these days they might need me. And it's it gives me some piece of mind that somewhere on a computer they These have the DNA. ability to bring me back
1: they have for one more mish. 100 and 300 of your snps
0: That's um, could be they enough have your for, dna
1: they have all your dna
0: that's enough for a clone right they could squeeze a clone out of that no
1: they need your all your dna but the, i mean they have it they have all you, the dna and there's no they have it all do they have it enough to clone me or not honey they can save the spit if they want to they have no obligation to destroy it they've got me so they they, i mean me. yes i mean that's and that's what makes people nervous so this company now has our dna
0: sawbones 2 starring <laughs> justin mcelroy jr <laughs> coming the, soon
1: the lab that they use to sequence it they have our dna uh Anonymous third parties are often also receiving your DNA. If you read into these and the the disclaimers, the privacy policies, everything you sign off on, it's like everything else. It's huge. It's difficult to understand. And most people don't read it. Um, I would advise you. I'm going to say this several times. I would advise you to read all of it before you decide to do this.
0: We definitely did.
1: (sighs) (laughs) I've looked through it now and I have some regrets maybe. They can sell your data to things like pharmaceutical companies.
0: That's... I'm glad to help. Now You can do to help. Pitch in.
1: Well, and when they do that, the idea is that the, the pharmaceutical companies can look for um, certain... Like, how, how common is it to have this certain genetic difference that might make people not respond to a certain drug or have a bad reaction to so a certain like drug or something like that? like, analytics and user
0: data on your computer where it's, like, an- yes. an- an- anonymized.
1: A- and so it's all supposed to be anonymous. Now, that being said... It is your genetic code. It's impossible to make it entirely anonymous.
0: Right, because it's you.
1: There have been, uh, people have done papers where they have used DNA from these databases to find people. And they can do it. It's It can be done. So, yes, it's anonymous, but they can find you. And this is not HIPAA protected. So all your personal health information is HIPAA protected. Your DNA sequence, once you sell it to 23andMe or whatever, is not. So it's out of your hands. Now, they will all say that if you ask them to destroy the sample, they will. If you ask them to destroy the DNA, they will. Mm-hmm. But,
0: but what if they need a clone of me? Well, what if it's I can't already read, gone? I can't, I can't and
1: also that their privacy policies change constantly and they can. That's actually in the privacy policy. It can constantly change and they don't have to notify you of a change. So it may change that they don't have to destroy your DNA and they're not going to tell you that. <sighs> um can this affect your health insurance so far no they can't like hand this data over to a health a health insurance company can't access this data to discriminate against you when offering mm-hmm. you health insurance however if you are applying for health insurance and they say have you taken a 23 and me genetic profile you lie you can't lie
0: I can lie.
1: Well, they can sue you if you lie.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's
1: so fine. So, you are you it, there is mandatory disclosure of this information once you have it. So, once you know you have these increased genetic risks, if a health insurance company asks you, you have to tell them the truth. Um or suffer the legal consequences. Okay. Um s- same with life insurance. Uh and what rights do they have after they have your DNA? Well, if you sue them and they win, you have to pay all the legal costs.
0: And also they could have a clone of you appear in court to fight you with There bot-
1: There's a mandatory, mandatory arbitration clause that's very scary and would probably de- deter most people from ever suing them. And then the last thing just to mention is, do you want to know? what What are you going to do with the information? Do you want to know about diseases that you cannot do anything about to prevent now? Is that going to change your life? Is that going to terrify you? You know, a lot of people know that Huntington's runs in their family. It's a good example of a genetic disease that you can test for. And they don't want to know if they're going to get it or when. Um, Some people do. So are you prepared for this information? Are you prepared for unexpected paternity results? Perhaps? No. Uh, Are, what counseling are you going to get afterwards once you know this? Who's going to help you deal with this information? You're going to get it on your computer, maybe by yourself. Mm Mm-hmm who you're going to talk to about it. Do you have access to a doctor or somebody who can help you deal with whatever it shows you?
0: Mm-hmm. What are we going to do when we find out we're related? We don't have exit strategy for that.
1: I, it, it cannot tell you with that much specificity. Okay. But, but still there are a lot of risks to this and a lot of reason why it, it probably shouldn't be just something you, you walk into as lightly <laughs> as I think we did. No, we, we thought about it. It was well considered. Um, so I'm going to get to our results next, but before we do that, why don't we head to the billing department? Let's go.
0: The medicines, the medicines that for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McElroy?
1: I don't remember. Well, there's that. no
0: need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier then you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar.
1: I don't think I was going to. Squarespace,
0: what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the Easel, the metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products, you can uh, post your videos, you can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash Sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code Sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl. Is 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 part of my plan? Um, but they got like fancy. Stuff. Listen, to this. Where are you going to get? This truffle oh, butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously, from 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 a a box Uh, And the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to Factormeals.com slash Sawbones50 and use code Sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code Sawbones50 at Factormeals.com slash Sawbones50 to get 50% off. So, Sid, it's time. Let's get into our results again. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm clicking here on discover my dna story <clears throat> Boy, my allergies while well, i'm waiting for this to load I've um,
1: got my dna story all ready to go i hope
0: it tells me why my allergies are so bad
1: it's not gonna tell you anything like that
0: <laughs> no okay so my number one hot spot the the place where a lot of people where they're thinking i uh, uh a lot of my my e- ethnicity came from we got 30 percent from. Uh, West Europe, Europe West. They label it here. That's Belgium, France, Germany, Netherlands, Switzerland, Luxembourg, and Liechtenstein.
1: Not what you expected. Not huh? what
0: I expected. That's thirty percent from from those countries. Um, I'm guessing maybe that's my mom's side of the family. I feel like well, that makes sense. Her, her, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm feeling like maybe that was from them. I got twenty eight percent from Great Britain, England, Scotland, and Wales. 26 percent from ireland scotland and wales so maybe if they're breaking those up you know if they're Mm -hmm. if they're including scotland and wales in there there's kind of an overlap in those two areas so you know probably more of that that sort of vibe and then we got uh we got a little rogue six percent in scandinavia Hmm. um and then they uh they've got a little bit little bit of a three percent in Finland, Northwest Russia. Who well, there knows? A little bit of that. So go figure. I don't know. So, what do you? Uh, my. It also lists here migrations. Um, the they they think I probably came in a group of Central Appalachian settlers that came from those top three areas. Um, and uh, there are also some in Eastern Kentucky and Southwest. So uh, Europe. Um, So that's kind of my vibe and not, like I said, not hugely surprising. Um, The preponderance of West Europe is kind of interesting, but uh, what do you got? So I have the
1: same regions you do, which again is not surprising, but just different percentages. So my top is actually 30% Scandinavia.
0: Really? Interesting.
1: Maybe that's where my smurl comes from. I don't know. I I have no idea. Um, I need to get my parents to do this or maybe not. Uh, my, I've got 24% from Ireland, Scotland, and Wales, 22% from Great Britain, and then 17% from Western Europe. Did you see the low confidence regions?
0: Yeah, that that was my Finland. Finland was a low confidence region for me.
1: They give me 5% in the Iberian Peninsula, but that's low confidence. Hmm. So there you go. That's again, none of this is particularly shocking. And I'm also part of the, the migration patterns, I think also have a lot to do with where you live now. Because mine shows the central Appalachia settlers too, Hmm. which makes sense. I mean, obviously our families ended up here because, well, here here we are. So, and it kind of maps, in case you're curious how this is set up, it gives you those percentages and it kind of maps like your family's history through time. Like you can start with the 1700s and where people like, I can see where people crossed over the Atlantic to the U.S. and the 1750s to the 1800s where they settled And then, I don't know, Life on the Frontier, not quite clear what that is referencing. (laughs) The Industrial Revolution comes to Appalachia. Not sure how that's relevant to me personally. But but anyway, there you go. And it's got all these dots clustered around me where I am in in West Virginia. So
0: So you're going to click on over to, uh, how about, let's look at those family connections. What's it got for you? I'm going to tell you mine. Uh, It says Clint McElroy is your father. So dad's up on the in- Ancestry DNA uh, mix because it says that Clint McElroy is my dad. <laughs> it is confirmed. Folks, you heard it here first. Clint McElroy is my dad. Wow. It's official. You're surprised? Yeah, it's, it's radio <laughs> legend. So Clint shocked. McElroy is my dad. Uh,
1: my cousin's on here. Confidence is extremely high. I would say it is as high as it goes because this is, in fact, my cousin who is listed here.
0: There you go.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know him personally so
0: so definitely that's Uh, legit
1: and yeah no and then actually it goes on past here to second and third and fourth cousins that i don't know any of these names
0: well you gotta start reaching out to all of them you know that's huge so this is your this is your blood. do you see any other smiles on there out of curiosity
1: uh no but like everybody's got there there are only some actual some actual names on here there are a ton of like you know usernames that aren't real human names they're just, like, numbers and letters. Weed,
0: weed boy 420, that kind of thing?
1: Yeah. I don't see that specifically, but wouldn't it be weird if I just started emailing all these people?
0: Hey, it's me, Hi, are Hi,
1: are you possibly my fourth through sixth cousin?
0: Theoretically, now, you could log into Ancestry and see if maybe uh, Sydney is really... <laughs> Sydney or I related to you because there's a lot of strangers on here some of them might be yeah. listening to sawbones who knew um and... <laughs> well, and that's I, wild
1: i that is wild I, all I can say is honey I don't see you listed on here
0: well that was what with the fear was folks and that listen tragedy averted bullet dodged no concerns uh on that front what you a can, relief
1: you know did, did you see it breaks it down into your traits too
0: uh no I didn't see my traits. Where that, where, where would I find that? And in uh, in my DNA story, or in my DNA matches? No, they
1: have like a preview for your traits, where it breaks it down to
0: where, where I'm saying. Oh, it just says
1: dark eyes are part of your DNA. Well, yeah, I know ancestry. Yeah, ancestry. I mean, I can look in the mirror. Um. Anyway, so there's there's what we've learned so far, and you know it updates constantly. I've I've seen that it does that because. Um, it'll tell you like your percentages could change
0: yeah. by one or two. Well, they can get more information. People. Yeah, yeah, as
1: more people join, you never know. So they can give you more information. So anyway, that's how Ancestry works. Um, but if you want health information, obviously there are places that do that. Sure. We were not interested in that. No, thank you. Um, I personally don't want to know. No. Any anything that one of these tests could tell me? If I was concerned about something in particular, I'd go talk to my doctor. I am
0: relieved that my dad is my dad, though. That's a treat. That's good to know. Um,
1: I, that's scary. Now I got to get my dad on here and make sure we match.
0: Double check. Do the dad double check with I'm ancestry. dot com. Not, I'm not worried
1: about that. So, so what? What has all this rot, all of this DNA testing that know. people are doing? I,
0: I feel marginally, um more educated about my identity. I guess.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you. I guess if you want to build a family tree and find, like, you know brothers and not brothers and sisters probably maybe I don't know cousins whatever I guess that's a that's a neat thing to be able to do but there are websites that claim they can do a lot more for instance as I alluded to already there is Vinome can you guess what Vinome will do for you
0: uh it'll find other people that you're related to you and show you all their vines (laughs) their funniest vines
1: honey vine is gone
0: I know I know it's just hard to let go
1: It'll can it'll tell you what wine is is best for you based on your genes. It will genetically <laughs> your scientific sommelier <laughs> that can tell you based on alleles. The worst alleles, possible thing it could have been. And then it will sell you that wine because they also sell wine.
0: This is my wine, though. Sure, certainly, you can give this to me at a discount. I'm genetically predisposed to love this wine. Oh yes, my God. Th-
1: thank you. And I mean, Vinome, now that I've done this, I can guarantee it's like, well, here you go. here's another European white person. Here's your wine.
0: <laughs> oh, God, that's terrible. Yes.
1: So there's vinome that will sell you wine that is genetically uh, perfect for you. There's something called Vitagene, which will give you diet and exercise and lifestyle advice based on your genetics. Um, helix has actually taken your entire genetic sequence and they will they there's they're selling a series of apps so like you you send in all your dna they sequence the entire thing and then they'll break it into different things you might want to know about yourself that are all different apps you can buy and then what they want is for you to they'll talk about like having a lifetime relationship with your DNA that you can you'll be constantly buying new apps to learn more things about yourself Perfect. because there's so much DNA Perfect. there. Perfect.
0: Or um, read a book.
1: This might be my favorite though. Soccer genomics. Yeah.
0: Now, now I'm listening.
1: What do they do? Well, they will help you um one find out if you're good at soccer. And two
0: I don't need a test for that. uh, Thank you. I'm great.
1: They'll help you strengthen your game through various exercise and diet regimens, things to focus on like speed or agility or flexibility or whatever that are specifically, you know, designed for you and your genes. Every time I was trying to click through different pages, there was something that kept popping up called a hydration calculator that would be specifically for me if I just gave them my email my email address. I did not do that.
0: Are you kidding me? What a steal. (laughs) But uh, you put in a burner, Sid. You put it in a burner, and then you get the hydration cal- calculator. That's Web one hundred and one.
1: This is aimed at parents who want their kid to be the best at soccer. That's what this this is for. That's disgusting. And you can genetically make them the best at soccer. And that that led me into this discovery of the whole world of genetic code for sports. Ability like to use your genes to decide if you're going to be good at sports or not There are some teams that have had their players sequence all their DNA so that they can develop personalized training programs for each of them Like more professional teams, not yeah, not not your kids like club soccer team or whatever. Yeah, there is a company that will test your kid (laughs) As long as they are under the age of 8 no Cooper you don't get tested They will test you under the age of eight for a sports gene. There's a specific gene that a 2003 study, I think it was out of Australia, had linked to Mm. athletic ability. And what they were trying to show is that if you had these certain kind of muscle fibers, you had more speed and these other kinds, you have more endurance. And all of this was linked to this one gene and they kind of
0: sports gene.
1: Anyway, this has been totally blown out of proportion to believe that you have to have this gene to be good at sports Mm -hmm. and that. If you don't have a certain kind, like you shouldn't go into track and field. But if you have this other kind,
0: you should, yeah. you should
1: go. in But anyway, <sighs> so they will, they will test your kid. They will tell you what they're good at, like give you a certificate telling you what sports you'd be good at. And then they will also refer them to their agency to train them and then sell, you know, try to get them
0: they'll, and they'll get, you know, make on sure teams. Your, they are going to make sure your kids have the best wine for them. <laughs> That's the best fit.
1: Um, and uh what and an so idea. I you know all of our all of the DNA that all these companies are collecting are in, ending up in these large databases, and I I mean and this is a, an oversimplification. Obviously, there's a lot more to you than your DNA. It can tell us a ton about you, but then there are great athletes. They make note for all these athletic genes. There are great athletes who don't have these genes.
0: What? No, yes. it's impossible. I've known about the sports <laughs> gene for a long time, Sydney, and as far as I know, it's the number one determining factor.
1: No, there's there's a first of all, the genetic code is way more complex than one gene being responsible for your entire athletic ability. And two, you kind of got to practice and train and work really hard. And that plays a huge factor. So there is no test that will tell you if your kid can be star quarterback. Please don't believe a company that tells you they can.
0: (laughs) Uh, I have a test. Is their last name McElroy? Then they can be the star quarterback.
1: I thought they were good at basketball.
0: McElroys they're good at everything (laughs) we have one golfer then he spells it with an I Uh, (laughs) not good at spelling not good Chuck and I guess Chuck McElroy played on the Reds I think he was a baseball player anyway uh well folks that's gonna do it for us I don't know if I maybe it wasn't the smartest idea but hey that Justin clone is out there somewhere folks he's (laughs) just waiting to be activated um thank you so much for listening to our show uh, thanks to the taxpayers for letting us use their song medicines as the intro and outro of our program new max fun show alert It's called bubble. It's a sci-fi uh, Comedy action sort of series uh, written by Jordan Morris and a bunch of other talented people Um, and uh, it's about a life in a hipster dystopia under a bubble and me and my brothers are in couple episodes and it's gonna be really neat I think it's starting in the middle of June they're doing eight episodes one a week so check it out wherever fine podcasts are distributed it's called Bubble and that's for Maximum Fun a lot more great shows on there Justin Hodgman stop podcasting yourself uh Switchblade Sisters tons of great shows go check them all out and uh that is gonna do it for us folks so until next week my name is Justin McElroy I'm Sydney McElroy and as always don't drill a hole in your head